0: Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Michelle, and welcome to the Through the Noise podcast. Over the past week, we've seen drastic movements in the global market, with major central banks such as the Fed, ECB, and BOE announcing interest rate hike, respectively. Meanwhile, we have also seen technical breakouts in the equity markets, Inside of the current mar- macro backdrop, one of the most frequent questions that we got from investors and clients is whether the current risk asset rally is just a bear market rally or the start of something more sustainable. To discuss how to navigate markets sending seemingly contradictory signals, I'm joined by Mr. Raymond Chang, our Chief Investment Officer for North Asia today. Hi, Raymond. Thanks for joining us today. So the past week was packed with interest rate hikes by major central banks. We're now seeing rates rates to the 14-year high, and the central bank signaled at least one more hike. So interestingly, the equity markets has been resilient. So Raymond, what should we make for this?
0: Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, for this past week, um, in line with market expectations, the Fed raised rates by 25 basis points, while ECB and the Bank of England both hiked by 50 bps. Now, the market still took this quite favorably because recent economic data points such as peaking inflation, recovering growth in China and the eurozone, and a weakening US dollar all point to a Goldilocks scenario where a downturn in the US and Europe should be short-lived without causing dislocation to consumption and the job markets. But we think uh, there could be risks to this optimism. First, global growth is set to slow further. Using the US as an example, We saw contracting ISM manufacturing and new-order PMI. Second, labor markets in the U.S. and Europe remain quite tight, as seen in the bigger-than-expected rise in the U.S. job opening and a drop in initial jobless claims. Third, corporate earnings will also likely slow further, as margins could be squeezed by slowing revenue growth and continued cost inflation. Now, there's also upside risk to inflation because core inflation, especially in surface sectors ex-housing, remains quite high and China's reopening is expected to add up to one percentage point to global inflation. Now, importantly, expectations of an economic soft landing and central bank policy pivots are contradictory. Now, if job markets and the economy don't deteriorate, central banks are unlikely to cut rates. Therefore, we now expect the Fed and ECB to raise policy rates to 5% and 3 to 3.25% respectively in the first half of this year and maintain them near the peak for the rest of the year. Now, on balance, risk assets in developed markets have run ahead of themselves in our view. So we would commend fading into the U.S. and European equity rally and look for opportunities to switch into Asia-Japan ex equities.
1: Got it. So speaking of Asia equities, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index has seen some pullback since mainland China market resumed trading. Is further consolidation likely?
0: Yeah, um, let's start off by saying, Michelle, that we continue to like China equities in the medium term. Now, if we take a look at the risks facing China over the past few years, including properties, um, internet regulations, threat of ADR delisting in the US, um, and also mobility restrictions in mainland China, these risks have all substantially declined. Um, And if we take a look at the valuation, um, it's quite reasonable at these levels with upside risks to earnings growth. Now, that said... A near-term pullback could be likely, uh, given the strong rally that we've seen since Q4 last year. From the end of October 2022, the Hansen index has surged over 45%, but volume has not picked up. So this suggests the rally is losing steam. The other reason is that the U.S. earnings season has so far been slightly better than expected delivering a 2.2% positive earnings surprise. So there could be some rotation back to U.S. equities. But as we see from some of the mega U.S. tech names, earnings disappointment, uh, we we think that the, the earnings outlook in the U.S. remain quite mixed. Therefore, we would be opportunistic and suggest rotating back into the Hang index once the index reaches key support of 20,300 and 19,300 levels. Now, we think that the U.S. dollar weakening will also be supportive of China equities in the medium term.
1: Got it. So now that you talked about the dollar, are you still expecting a near-term bounce in the U.S. dollar?
0: We now look for a modest downside in the U.S. dollar, uh, with DXY set at 100.5 in three months' time. The Fed Chair Powell um, is now appearing um, less hawkish than our expectations. And also, um, economic data indicators uh, seem to suggest that um, there would be a continued downside in growth and inflation. Therefore, we think that the Fed will likely uh, need to cut rates later this year. So therefore, we would see um, some downward pressure in U.S. dollar. And as for um, euro, we actually uh, move our view of um, the euro dollar against the U.S. dollar uh, higher, mainly because of the fact that uh, uh, we are upwardly revising ECB rate high expectations. Uh, That's mainly um, uh, driven by the fact that uh, uh, GDP growth has surprised on the upside in Q4 last year. And also, we think that um, the improving energy uh, security situation um, has um, enhanced investor sentiment towards uh, the European market. With a narrowing of the real interest rate differentials, we think that would be supportive for the euro. As for commodity currencies, um, such as uh, Aussie dollar, New Zealand dollars, and the Canadian dollars, um, we expect near-term strength, helped by um, sooner-than-expected reopening in China. As for the Japanese yen, as we head closer to the end of the BOJ Governor Kuroda's term in April, uh, market expectations of a shift in monetary policy in Japan will likely push the dollar against the Japanese yen lower.
1: Got it. So, what about your views on the U.S. government bond yields after the latest Fed meetings?
0: Yeah, uh, we revised our three-month, ten-year U.S. government bond yield target lower to three point two five to three point five percent. Now, um, even though um, the the February Fed policy uh, meeting uh, reiterated the need to hike rates, uh, given inflation continued to be above long-term target of 2%. Um, the market uh, is now focused a lot more on the dovish takeaways in the post-meeting conference. Um, in particular, Fed Chair Powell uh, recognized now that this inflation has begun and the um, And also, very importantly, um, the U.S. labor market um, continue to show tightness. But um, many leading indicators are pointing towards higher downside risk to the economy. So uh, we think that uh, bond technicals um, favor anchor and long duration bond yields. And uh, we, we believe that could last at least until the last rate hike. Now, um, the building up of net short future positions since the beginning of this year uh, should help yields from breaking substantially lower, in our view. So, um, therefore, we think that the 10-year bond yield would likely trade in range going forward, um, and we retain our year-end target uh, of the 10-year bond yield um, to be at 325 to 3.5%.
1: Got it. So last but not least, any quick comments on India's budget and implications to the market?
0: Yeah, we like the India's uh, budget updates uh, mainly because the country took steps to spur growth through um, increasing capex um, to position the country as a global manufacturing hub. Now, meanwhile, the government um, uh, is very committed to fiscal prudence. Um, They are trying to keep the budget deficit um, uh, lower at 5.9% of GDP, um, as opposed to 6.4% last year. As the budget um, should not induce additional inflationary pressure, um, in my view, bond yields are likely to trend down. Uh, In terms of equities, um, we... uh, uh, neutral on India, um, because valuation is not cheap. But uh, we think that um, earnings growth remains quite resilient, and the domestic inflows will also be supportive of long-term, uh, long cap, uh, large cap equities in India, in my view.
1: So thank you so much, Raymond, for your detailed discussion today. And um, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much, listener, for joining us. Wish you a great weekend ahead, and we'll be back next week.